This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got on. Excuse me, are you dead? Because I am. Rest in peace, break home. This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and that includes season nine. Chris, we're here. Woo! We did it. Man, I was thinking about this last night and was actually kind of blown away thinking about how we started this podcast and how season five felt so far away, and now we're getting closer and closer to uncharted territory for the both of us, and it's kind of crazy. I'm super excited. I'm going to say, I know, I know Big Strokes of what happens in season 9, 10, and probably 11. I think I got into 11. Um, but I, I'm not going to be able to... Like, I looked through the, the episode list, and I was like, oh, yeah, that one. Uh, but, like, there's a lot of these episodes <laughs> that I just do not have any recollection of. So I am I feel like I am in fresh new territory, especially because only watching these, you know, when they were coming out, but also not day and date. So I would save up a bunch of these and like watch six in a night and have probably no memory of them the next day. Cause you can't really retain content like that. Uh, so I'm, right, right. I'm pretty excited. This is, this is going to feel pretty fresh for me for the most part. Yeah, same. Um, I'm hoping that it will be a, um, it'll be pleasantly surprising, but who knows? Who knows? Before we go too far into the episode, uh, I'd like to thank, uh, first off our, our patron, our friend, and our our singing companion for season nine, Heather. Uh, Heather, <laughs> yes. thank you. That was the voice that you heard at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, last season, season eight, was our good friend Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. They they did a really good job. Heather, it kills it in a weird, different, not weird. Uh, I'm just gonna drop Wait, weird, wow. drop mm. weird from Whoa, that. Hey. <laughs> Heather kills it in a very nice and kind of like country way, which I didn't really expect. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah, okay, especially it's, since she's the Discord's resident emo. Yeah, so I don't shout know out where to you, that came from. Yeah, I was really expecting to like <laughs> cry my beer or anything, but uh, thank you, Heather, for that. Uh, thank you to the patrons at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. I really appreciate it. Uh, those those dudes and ladies do a lot of stuff for us, uh, and they get cool benefits. So we're we're getting yeah. kind of close to that uh, that that five hundred dollar month where we're going to do two episodes of Monster of the Weeks presents. So if that's the kind of thing that you're into, you should go you should go do that. We have a ton yep. of suggestions for from our listeners, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm pretty excited about most of them. Not all of them. Yeah, we're going to be most of bringing them. some some pretty wacky stuff to you guys uh, this year. So this that's exciting. Um, and everybody recently just has been sending us so many nice messages yeah. and like reviews mm-hmm. and everything. That stuff is always so great to read and it always makes us smile. So thank you for everybody who has done that. And uh, thank you just one last time to everybody that wrote in for our season eight feedback special. Yeah, uh, it was it was huge. It was long. Huge shout outs to Roxy for guesting with us and for answering a bunch of dumb questions and reading yeah. some <laughs> seriously dumb fam dick. If you if you're the type of person and I'm like this too, sometimes if, I, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, I don't want to listen to these hosts read letters that just congratulate themselves like i'm not into that definitely listen to the season eight feedback episode it was there's some there's some stuff in there that's truly truly special not to mention like our serious thoughts about season eight there's also that true (laughs) true um (laughs) so just a shout out to the most recent uh patron that's alex so thank you alex and uh thanks alex chris do you want to catch us up with what's been happening in supernatural so far yeah, um, man, I tried, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I knocked it out of the park with this one. So set myself up to fail here. 
last time on Supernatural. Realizing that the third trial is not, in fact, a test of strength in which Sam will have to kick a big hole in the church wall, and that the trial will, in fact, kill his brother, Dean begs Sam to give up on turning Crowley into a human and retire his big kicks once and for all. But just as Sam is calling it quits, all hell breaks loose, or rather, all heaven. With the machinations of his cruel angel's thesis finally in gear, Metatron, aka Marv, casts the angels out of heaven and steals Castiel's grace. Now the hunks are in trouble, Castiel is human, and Crowley is still in the trunk. Uh, that's that's gonna be one of my favorite bits this episode, Chris. Uh, but we're gonna get to it. But there's it, it is it is canon. It is one hundred percent confirmed that throughout the entirety of this episode, Crowley is in the trunk. You're gonna get regular check ins from me. I, I, we're gonna be in the middle of a scene. I'm gonna be like, can we can we check in on Crowley? Oh, still in the trunk. That dude is is still in the trunk. I was doing it throughout it's the not- episode when I was watching yeah. it with Autumn. So. It's not it's not mentioned at the end of the episode but it was my final note of the episode. <laughs> I didn't I didn't make the note down but I definitely like that's the like me and Autumn uh went to get a drink after we watched Supernatural um like and and like I was I was like he's still in the fucking trunk. He's still there. <laughs> uh so we're going to be covering season 9 episode 1 entitled I think I'm going to like it here. This was written by Jeremy Carver and directed by John F. Showalter. This came out on October 8th, 2013. Episode 173 chris if you were keeping track damn yeah we're actually uh i think we're more than halfway episode 300 is coming up in season 14 so yeah that's we're we're getting close to halfway well we're way beyond halfway wait a minute i'm doing math wrong yeah (laughs) 150 was half (laughs) yeah yeah i can't math today anyway uh fallen angels Dean is frantic after Sam collapses and the doctor tells Dean his brother... <laughs> Dean is frantic, period. Yes, Dean is frantic. <laughs> Season 9, everybody. Uh, just freeze frame that. And then, anyway. Um, the doctor... <laughs> Uh, is frantic after Sam collapses and the doctor tells Dean his brother won't make it. Desperate, Dean sends out an all-points bulletin via prayer to every angel in the area, asking them to help his brother. In exchange, Dean will owe that angel a favor. <laughs> Sorry. Bad idea. Bad. bad idea, Dean. Numerous angry angels race to find and kill Dean. <laughs> I haven't read this. this Again, is, period. This Stop. Is really, this is really funny. Uh, yeah. But one, Ezekiel, gets to him first. Meanwhile, Sam fights for his life and must face some familiar demons to do so. Castiel struggles to survive without powers. Really kind of minimizing my boy Castiel's role in this mm-hmm, opening mm-hmm. episode. Uh, I guess, give me some give me some opening thoughts. Uh, do you, did you like this one? Is this one, when you watch this, are you are you into what they're setting up for this? This isn't as good as season two opener in the hospital because we're in a hospital for most Mm of this we're deep where it's ghosting going around um but yeah i do like this one i do i like the things that they're setting up here i I don't remember if i like the follow-through but my memory of this episode was actually negative because of some choices that dean makes but i being able to see it again i felt that they were justified in his desperation um so this had me excited for season nine I uh so there's there's some things here and I think we're talking about the same thing and we're going to get to it in the episode you guys don't worry about it we're just just bear with us uh Dean makes a decision at the end of this episode that I especially in the way that I remember it affecting the rest of the season I was very unhappy with I was pretty upset with um but again rewatching this in the context of the podcast and like making notes about this stuff and thinking it through I'm I have a little bit more um leeway for that uh i I still feel like it's 
eh, it's, it's it's maybe a little iffy. I want to see how it plays out because I don't quite remember that. Um, so I don't know. Let's let's get into it. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 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 cautiously excited for season nine. So same same. Uh, we start out with our our normal um, supernatural kill <laughs> kill montage. Yeah, it's just a kill montage. It's a ki- it's a kill cam. It's a kill from cam your, from your Call of Duty. It's a Call uh, of Duty. It's a supernatural win, kill cam. Uh, yeah, it, this time set to "Who Do You Love," which is I think one a, a a good classic rock song to to. It's a good song. To. It's a good song. Um, also ties into where we left off with Crowley because he gets a shout out. I deserve love at one point, and then immediately yeah, goes yeah. into "Who Do You Love." Um, <laughs> once that's over, we get Sam and Dean in the Impala. And Sam is looking extremely healthy. Uh, this whole thing has a, um, it's not quite flashback focus. It's not quite the grease. They didn't put that much Vaseline on the lens, but it's, right. it's a little right. fuzzy, right? Mm-hmm. It's soft. It's, it's soft. Just soft. Yeah. And Sam is, is kind of, uh, he's frustrated because all of this stuff happened and no one saw anything. And it's all being reported as a meteor shower. And he's kind of freaking out like, hey, we, this is a huge problem. We got, we got to get on top of this. Yeah, he he it doesn't it just doesn't it doesn't seem right almost the way that everything is. It doesn't seem right to Sam and pretty quickly we start to see that well Dean starts to reveal that something is happening. Something's happening to Sam and then oh yeah, Sam, sorry, um you're dying. Yeah. You're the problem. <laughs> that's what we need to do. That. Yeah, that's that's what's going wrong here. Uh, and then we cut to a hospital room, and Sam is in a coma uh, on the hospital bed, and uh, Dean's by his side, watching a news report of a global meteor shower on the news. Which uh, they've they've done this stuff before. I've, I've I've commented before, like this was around season five that they were showing like global tectonic shifts because of the stuff that mm-hmm. they did with the apocalypse. I really enjoy this. I, I like to have that that kind of world stuff happening in the background. Um. And uh, from this, we go into our new splash screen of Supernatural, and uh, we get these like weird burned angel wings behind the Supernatural. Oh yeah, which that's I, right. I, I really that's right. dig. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, I think every season, pretty much these are these are really great. Uh, a couple of the earlier ones are a little bit uh, a little bit soft, but this one super good. Uh, and then yeah, now we now we get to kind of look at or Dean gets to look at what's actually wrong with sam and he starts looking at his uh his mri scans yes showing the the <laughs> internal internal burns that like the doctor is like you know this is fucking crazy this guy's all fucking on on fire on the inside um also weird question um mr what does he say his last name is doctor doherty that's he says dean doherty i oh, think is his last is. name yeah, yeah, yeah. uh he's like, weird, weird question for you but uh does your brother i mean I feel crazy asking. Does your brother do a lot of big kicks? Because his knee is just blasted right the fuck out. He is standing in front of an MRI printout of not only Sam's brain but Sam's knees. It's like we—it's like we wrote that bit for just to have this whole thing justified. It's seriously, and it could not have happened at a better time. Like it's just perfect. Uh, I love. Thank you so much for the trivia on the Wikipedia for helpfully pointing out that uh, their knees are not something they would get an MRI if, if for a comatose patient. <laughs> We have. To, I don't think the wiki has has really listened to our podcast yet. They haven't had a chance, so they didn't. They weren't aware no. of the big kicks and how that could have potentially affect his recovery from this That's angel true. trial bullshit. That's true. That's true. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't. Like, like, there's no. 
we never saw Sam sustain a wound to his knee. There's literally no reason for that to be there. Like, was it just set dressing, or is it truly the big kicks coming it's through? Truly, I don't know. It's truly the big kicks coming through. Uh, I think the doctor is basically saying, like, "Hey, uh, your your brother is fucked up. Uh, he went to a coma to protect himself. Uh, there's more than likely uh, no way that he's going to come out of this, and he'll be effectively dead uh, if he yeah. if this keep continues on." Uh, and he he makes the mistake of telling Dean that it's in God's hands now, and boy, Dean has an abnormal reaction to this. Either he's a, a oh, yeah. hardcore Reddit atheist, or he's a guy that has burned by God and angels in the past. Yeah, he's either Dean Winchester, <laughs> or he's on Reddit way too much. Yep. Um, as it turns out, it's it's the former in this case. Um, but despite his kind of like freak out at at that at the doctor's words, um he kind of storms out of the room and the first thing he that he does is he sees the sign for the hospital chapel and that's where he goes um and the fact that so dean goes to to the chapel to pray the fact that he is going to do this that that is his first instinct shows already how how desperate he is this isn't the first time that dean has prayed this isn't new territory for him but we know how much he hates doing this and we also know that he's fully aware he basically puts a hit out on himself by doing this, by saying, hey, I'm fucking Dean Winchester. Any of you angels listening, come and save my brother and I'll work with you, give you whatever the hell you want. Well, and before that, he he specifically tries to pray to Castiel. And we, yeah, you and yeah. I both know, but Dean doesn't know yet that Castiel's grace has been stolen. So he's just he's just normal, everyday Castiel. He's, he's Jimmy Neutron again. Mm-hmm. Although Jimmy Neutron's body is not his own because of something that God did, whatever. We don't, we don't really care about any of that. Uh, yeah. But he tries to compare to Castiel, and we've seen that happen so many times when Sam is in trouble. Like this, this is the time where Dean is literally willing to do anything, including, as you mentioned, putting a hit out of himself. Like he, he has <laughs> including to, including praying to Castiel. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he um, and all of these angels. Uh, we we kind of see this. Uh, do we see the montage here? Like were people like listening? Um, uh, yeah, we do. We do. We do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we start yeah. seeing people. We start seeing these uh, angels that have found vessels. One dude is on a tractor. One guy is like hanging out at, at, at the at the kitchen table with his wife and kids. One is getting off a bus. Uh, the one that's getting off the bus is extremely hunky and also was in Battlestar yeah, Galactica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. immediately know who we're gonna, is going to be sticking around here. Oh yeah, some fucking space hunk just got off the bus. This guy's sticking around. <laughs> yeah. Other than you know the. <laughs> Kyle, the, the the weird fat guy on the tractor, yeah, uh, he's not going to be around very long. He's driving B team. No thanks. He's, tri- he's driving Space a hunk? tractor to the hospital. He's going to get there like two weeks from now. He can't be doing that. Battlestar Galacta hunk over here. Absolutely. Uh, so he puts this call out. Angels start responding, um, and then we go back to the what I'm going to just Sam's brain, right? Like we can just say that. Uh, but Sam's brain. Yeah, yeah, they're back in the Apollo, and Dean's like, "Hey, we've got to keep fighting. I have a plan to get you through this. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to put one together." And uh, Sam doesn't believe him. He's like, "I don't, I don't think you're actually doing this." And and Dean is essentially saying, "Hey." I'm not even me. I'm you, and I'm trying to get yeah. you through this. I'm. We're both in your brain. You're in a coma, and you're dying. You have. You have to do something to fight this. We have to find out what it is. And uh, Sam basically says, like, "Hey, if it's if I really am dying, and I went through all of this, why am I fighting? Maybe maybe I should die." And surprising everyone, I think Bobby shows up in the back seat and is basically like, you "Yeah, know what? <laughs> he's right. You should let him go. You should let it go. You should just die." <laughs> Yeah, just fucking die, Sam. Give it up. Um, yeah, Sam is pissed. He's like, well, I stopped doing the trials so that I wouldn't die. <laughs> but here I am dying anyway. 
Um, so that's, yeah, obviously, well, either way, I'm supposed to die, clearly. Um, I think it's very interesting that Sam's, the, the voice in Sam's head, the part of Sam that wants to keep fighting is manifested as Dean. Um, the one who's going to solve his problems. Not that Sam can't take care of himself. Not that Sam can't solve his own problems. He's been independent so many different times. But in this internal struggle, I like that he manifests that side of himself as Dean. Yeah. And it's also interesting that he manifests the other side of, of himself as Bobby. And I guess that that's just a little bit simpler because Bobby is the one who has already passed on. Bobby is the one who was always telling them to stop with their toxic codependency. Um, so that that parallel does make sense. Uh, it's also just good to have Bobby back. <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, I... I think some people might have a problem with uh, bringing back. <clears throat> I don't, I don't know what was in the episode previews, but I don't. So I'm not sure if bringing Bobby back was like teased or anything, but I don't, I don't, I think people could have a problem with them, like bringing back actors with a bait and switch like this. So, I, and I don't know if it was advertised as such, but for me, I don't mind this at all. Like this dude, seeing Bobby show up at any time and get to be in just a little bit Bobby, even if it's through the, if the filter of Sam's head, because he's not, He's, right. he's not Bobby. Like he's definitely like doing a Sam Bobby. He's written and Dean is too. Like Dean has definitely written like a Sam Dean, if that makes any sense. Uh when, when yeah, definitely. It's things. like almost like the stereotype of what they are to Sam. Sort yeah, of. exactly. Um, so it's 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 I think this is cool. I think this is a neat idea of, of bringing yeah. those two in. And it's and, not like <laughs> killing a character and then constantly bringing them back to life is a little bit hammy yeah. and we get a little bit sick of that, and I think it's gonna probably happen in the show. Uh, but Chris, we've already killed Sam and Dean many, many times, multiple times. Yeah, but having but having an actor reprise their role via a flashback or a dream sequence or whatever—that's fine. That just means you get to see these characters interact again. But it's not like fucking with the canon of the show or anything. Meanwhile, Castiel is wandering around in the back roads of Colorado. Um, he's hearing Angel Radio, like he can hear stuff, but he can't. He doesn't. He seems to be confused about where he is, uh, and then a truck careens around the corner and almost hits him. And he takes a dive into some gravel, and uh, he looks down and realizes he's bleeding from his hand, and uh, which is, you know, not the normal thing that Castiel would do. Normally, yeah. he'd be he'd kind of immune to those kind of injuries. Uh, he just remembers all of Sam's stories about netting blood, and he's like, uh, uh, "Is this? Uh, <laughs> did I just? Did I just <laughs> gas him?" Uh, <laughs> did I just the pizza man did it way differently? You know what I'm saying? I, I thought yeah. I thought you gasmed from your from your unit, not your hand. He's yeah, but then he's so he's patting he's patting around trying to figure out the source of the blood because he's not sure if it's in his hand or not. And now he's just got blood stains all over his, his slacks. Yep. And then this guy who almost ra- you know almost ran him over gets out of the car and he's like, "Hey, buddy, well, uh, buddy, <laughs> you uh, <laughs> UK, what's happening here? You you okay there, buddy? Um." But yeah, Castiel's just being weird. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm not an angel anymore. And uh, that's not a good Castiel impression. But not, yeah. <laughs> I need I need to walk to heaven. Uh, uh. And the guy's like, yo, let me give you a ride. Um, you're <laughs> acting pretty fucking weird. Castiel's line of, I would fly, but I have no wings is, is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. This guy's like, Jesus, please. <laughs> just we, uh, we jump back over to uh, Brain Sam and uh dean and bobby are arguing about sam's future and it's it's a good example of number one like how good these actors are together and how fun the writing is because they they go back and forth and like you know they they reference stuff that happened that of course sam knows but they're fighting each other almost as if they were the real people 
Um, yeah. And it's and, and at one point, Dean says, you know what? Sam put me here in the front seat. He put me here in the driver's seat because he knew he wanted to fight. And he wanted to, you know, he, he knew that I would help him. <laughs> and then, like, there's a beat. There's a comedy beat. And then all of a sudden, Bobby is just between the two of them in the front of the Impala. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so it's funny. It's so good. <laughs> And so then just good. like the scene just cuts like they, there's nothing after that. He's no. just like, oh, well, after the, I'm up here now. It's just he's, he just looks around and Dean's like, oh, no. And then Bobby and uh, Sam disappear together out, out of the Impala and uh, yeah. they're in the woods to, to talk. Uh, yeah. And it's this like green and gold forest with like sunset coming through. This is how I r- imagine uh, um, there's this thing. There's a thing in the Dark Tower that reminds me of this scene a lot. Um and yeah it's 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 a really cool visual it's still got that kind of like soft light effect on everything um but yeah sam sam says he just doesn't know what's right but it's interesting that he he left the part of him that wants to fight he left dean back in the impala so he could be with his other self for for a time yeah um, which which is interesting. Like I, I like the way that Sam is kind of going through this mental process of whether or not he wants to die, and whether or not he's willing to to fight to be alive. This this is really a really interesting way to do this, and I'm I'm kind of enjoying it right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We go back over to Castiel, who gets dropped off at a gas station, and this friendly neighborhood crazy driver guy uh, gives him some cash and some money for a payphone. Um, and we kind of see from the background that there's a there's a young woman kind of watching Castiel do all of this. Uh, but before she really comes to light, uh, Castiel just kind of stalks over to the payphone where this real grungy looking biker dude is on the phone with his with his boo, and basically yeah. like Castiel tells him, "You need to get the fuck off the phone." so that you can um so that i can do it or i'll hurt you and of course this guy just looks at him and is like look please try to hurt me i'm i am ready yeah, for you to please, try to I hurt beg me you. i beg you <laughs> they kind of and then castiel like does his normal magic thing of like i'm gonna i'm gonna poke you in the forehead with my finger but of course nothing happens he doesn't have his grace yeah uh so he just yeah. grabs that dude's head and the guy just like brushes castiel off and says uh <laughs> i'm going to finish this phone call and then i'm going to stab you <laughs> That's <laughs> really funny. I love that to death. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. This is good. See, this is these are the kind of guys that you know. Sam is used to lounging on the hood of the Impala in front of guys like this, but but Castiel is not. He doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's barely used to <clears throat> interacting with regular humans. Yep. He's he does not know how to really do how to how to how to handle these situations. Luckily for him, a, uh, the young woman shit comes up and introduces herself as Hale. Uh, she is an angel that has currently found a vessel and knows Castiel. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they, they are going to, of course she doesn't have her wings, but she's, you know, she's basically like, Hey, yeah, like we should, we should, we should talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go back over to real life Dean mm-hmm. who, uh, uh, a woman comes into Sam's room. Her name is Kim. Uh, and Dean asks if she's an angel <laughs> and she's like, uh, <laughs> No, uh, I'm just a grief counselor, um, and she wants to talk about the inevitable. Um, obviously, Dean is defiant to this. He doesn't want to accept Sam's fate, no matter what. She, they don't, they don't know the things that we know. That's Dean on the phone with John Winchester. Um, but yes, uh, Dean says that there's always a way. Um, he he might not have an angel, but he's got the. 
says he might not have an angel, but he's got the king of hell in his trunk. And the woman, this grief counselor, just goes, is that a metaphor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dean is, is already out the door. He has done forgotten this to yeah. exist. It's really good. Um, <laughs> I, I love this. I love the concept that at the end of season eight, as Crowley was like probably what do you think seven eighths on the way to human <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh yeah oh yeah yeah he, he was almost there D- dean is is picking up sam sam is is almost dying but essentially he's bleeding from most of his orifices and some of his junk uh, puts him in the car and dean's like wait you know what some of his junk let me let me let me go grab castiel or excuse me let me go grab crowley yeah. and like goes and stuffs that dude in the trunk and just leaves his ass in there for an extended amount of time this is so yes, fucking funny. he's like almost human now does he need to eat can he breathe in there like what's going on is he going to the bathroom in there and we should we should note he doesn't actually show up dean goes out there he he bangs on the trunk and it's like hey uh, are you alive hit knock once for yes and two knocks for no um and eventually hears something uh but you know gets a knock back but before anything happens uh dean is accosted by um the family angel that i mentioned earlier uh tractor angel never shows up again or i know uh, he, he, he does shows up, he, he does shows up the at the end, end of yeah. the episode that's right it, like i said it was going to take him it took him to fucking forever to get there yeah, yeah get a, get a better tractor man what are you doing yeah he's on the highway with that thing and it ain't it ain't good <laughs> this uh this first angel is is basically going to beat dean up and is threatening him because he wants to know where castiel is of course dean doesn't know where he is but he also says well i'm not going to tell you squat so he starts getting kind of beat up a little bit when um the Battlestar Galactica hunk? Is that what you called it? Battlestar Galacta hunk? Galacta hunk. Galacta hunk. Yeah. That's hard Battlestar to say. Battlestar Galacta hunk. Um, that's really difficult to say, but I'm going to mark it as the title of this episode. <laughs> Battlestar Galacta hunk. Galacta hunk. Um, so this dude shows up and then the angels fight. Notably, this the second guy is, is, is basically saying like, hey, we're not, we're not full of wrath. We're full of, you know, mercy and compassion. And the guy's like, just i'm just gonna punch you in the face and we're gonna fight uh yeah yeah unfortunately new guy isn't he seems to be injured somehow we don't we don't quite know how but he seems to not be able to to hold his own in this fight but luckily the angel blade that the first angel was carrying was knocked to the side i don't know why dean doesn't have like 40 of these things by now he seems to just pick for them up. real for real <laughs> he needs like, to start collecting those things he should have or one those sh- angel bullets that he, he could stick into people's eyeballs i mean he should have one of these strapped to each leg no matter what he's where he's going oh yeah you know i'm saying yeah I don't right. doubt Angel Blade metal gets picked up in the airport, right? And it's not like Dean is no, ever going to be Dean's not getting on a plane anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. terrified of that stuff. He's scared of flying. Yeah. Um, but Dean picks up the Angel Blade, stabs the first angel, uh, and then kills him. And then uh, now we have this second angel who says basically, like, I- I'm here to, I'm gonna hear, I'm here to help, and then passes out immediately. Yeah. So I think if he had, if he was still conscious, Dean would have been like, yeah, maybe not. I'm just going to kill you. But because he passes out, Dean's like, well, I guess I got to wait and see. Um, first impressions of this guy, uh, Battlestar Galactahunk. I like him because he talks how I think an angel should talk. He's very much like this, brother. We are not supposed to be hurting the humans. Like, it's a little bit stilted, but that's how Castiel kind of used to talk. He still kind of talks like that. Um, but Castiel's so Castiel now that you kind of see through it. But so many of the the angels, even when they're giving good performances like Naomi or whoever, they, they're very normal. They talk like people. 
And I like that this guy sounds like an angel. He doesn't sound like a normal person. Or he sounds like a person playing a paladin in D&D. And I just like it. I just like his his way of speaking. This, uh, I'll be honest with you, this irritates the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I get it. Like, I understand what they're going for. They, they want... And it, it, what's weird to me about this, and I think what gets me, is that I, I expect all angels to be like this. We've mm-hmm. we've seen like subtle differences in personality from angels, but for the most part, they've all kind of been the same person essentially, right? Like we don't, yeah. Uh, except for especially for the higher up angels, like those those guys start getting a little weird. But for the most part, like your your angelic hosts are just full of a bunch of people that want to follow orders. That's that's really it, mm-hmm. uh, and are confused when they can't do that. Like that's that's their personality type. Uh, and I don't know, like all of these other all of these other angels just show up and start immediately just talking like a normal person, and then this guy shows up like he you know hasn't watched a TV in fifty years. There, there might there might be a reason for that, but mm. spoilers, so I won't I won't say anything. I could just yeah, be, I could just and be the, wrong, and, the, and the, it could be justified. I. I, I, but just beyond even any kind of like the way it fits into the universe, it just kind of irritates mm-hmm. me. <laughs> like I don't like. <laughs> I also ca- kind of did not like this dude in Battlestar Galactica or Dollhouse in, in, or any of the stuff I've seen him in. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I kind of maybe just don't like this actor. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. I, I, I know he's, I know he's a fan favorite or something. I don't or a hunk or or whatever. But I'm, I just, I just maybe don't like this guy. You, you're the one who called him a hunk initially. Those were your words. Well, I mean, he's a very hunky dude, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to um, take away the dude's physical attributes just because yeah. I don't like any of his work. <laughs> the way that he talks, as as strange as it might be, that's how I feel like the angels should talk in this show. I don't think yeah. that they should sound like people. Just like I don't like the demons spitting out their pop culture references, but that makes more sense than angels doing it. Anyway, somebody in the in the Discord said that was the. Uh, because we that came up again at some point on some yeah. episode or the yeah. other, and someone was saying that uh, it makes the thing that always justified it to them was like that because it was the person that they were possessing mm-hmm. has all that pop mm-hmm. culture reference, so they just can't help themselves. Yeah, I guess it's super, like super dumb jokes like that. Right, if the person that you inhabit speaks English, like now suddenly the angel can speak English. So, um, or if you know if the person that you were inhabiting spoke only German, the angel would be able to probably speak German through them. Mm-hmm. So I guess it it makes sense that. Uh, or the demon, whatever, that they would just speak in the way that the person they are inhabiting speaks. Yeah, so I guess you won't, you don't blame the demons for their pop culture references. You just may blame people. You just don't like pop culture yeah, references. Yeah, I just, if anytime somebody makes a Star Wars joke, I just, I grow a little bit older. Be so horny, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no! You don't like, you don't want my, you don't want me to live read Make my Jar Jar slash Vic in, in my Jar Jar voice? stop! No. Do you love Anakin? <laughs> Annie! Annie! Your cock is so big. Anyway. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Getting, punchy Whoa! Tonight. Getting punchy tonight, Chris. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hale is telling Castiel about falling from heaven. Um, uh, Castiel reveals that his grace is gone, but he can still hear Angel Radio. Yeah. I appreciate that he just says Angel Radio to her, and she's like, yeah, no, yeah. of course. Yeah, I've definitely I don't, heard that. <laughs> I, know I don't that know who, who coined that. I assume it was Dean. I can't confirm that, but that's just... I just like when, when Dean says a thing, and now, like, that's... Of course, that's what the audience refers to it as, but does it make sense for the angels to call it Angel Radio? Yeah, wouldn't they just call it radio? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This what this is what it felt like when Roxy came on the podcast and knew all of our dumb in jokes. Like this was this right, is exactly right, right. like Castiel must have been like, oh, so you're in the know? Okay, cool, thank you. <laughs> right, right. 
<clears throat> so yeah, he can hear Angel Radio, and um, she is expressing her concern about what's going to happen. Uh, she's always followed orders before. Uh, she's always had a purpose in heaven, and now all of that is gone. And Cassiel kind of goes on his on his free will routine, uh, which I think is he's kind of it's kind of core to what Castiel believes. He says that you yeah. know if they're lucky, then someone can then they could find something better down here. Here they could choose to do whatever they want to do. He they they could literally do anything that she wants to do. You know what? What would you want to do if you could do anything? And she says, "Well, the last time I was here, I created a canyon, a Grand Canyon." And he's like, "Oh, you created the Grand Canyon? Cool. Okay, let's go see that." And she's, she's like, like, "Oh, word! I thought that was rivers and wind and shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was you. But it was sick. It was, it was this cute little redhead. Okay, cool, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, I guess that's the body she's possessing. Whatever. Uh, so they they make a decision to 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 drive off to the Grand Canyon together. And you can tell Castiel like this is giving him a sense of purpose, like." Castiel more than anything wants to help people and he especially wants to help the people that he wronged. We're going to get into a little bit more of this later, but he's, he feels so guilty for all of the bad decisions that he's made. He just, all he wants to do is make it up to everybody. Yeah. That's, that's usually what I feel like what Castiel has been trying to do ever since the Leviathan issue. He just wants to, he just wants to make it up to everybody. Just, please people, please, please just let me apologize please. to somebody. Please. Uh, meanwhile, Dean's in the side, uh, you know, you can, you can take your apology and stuff it or whatever. Yeah. And um, Sam's like, yeah, you, uh, it's fine. You can apologize to me. And Castiel's like, not you. No, I don't, not, I don't care, Sam. <laughs> so, uh, we go back over to Dean, who uh, got out the Castiel juice, aka the uh, the angel oil. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I don't know, I don't know wow. why I'm so blue tonight. To, to Chris. What's going what's on? Happening. Autumn is out of town. I guess I'm just feeling feeling my oats. Yeah, um, yeah. She's gonna listen to this podcast tomorrow and go like, "You were doing what? <laughs> what, Jeremy?" So Dean has trapped Ezekiel with some angel fire uh, and starts demanding <laughs> ans- answers. Uh, we learn that his name is Ezekiel here, uh, not just mm-hmm. Galactahunk, and. Um, Ezekiel basically says, "Like, hey, you made, you you broadcast this out on Angel Radio, and a bunch of people heard it. They are all calling your eight hundred number, and they all want to kill you, um, and they all want to find Castiel and and you know kill him for what he did for shoving us all out. But I am still loyal to him. Um, I'm I'm injured, but I want to help as much as I can. I'm I'm loyal to Castiel, and I want to help his friends." Um, um oh yeah is, is this the part where dean talks to castiel on the phone no 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 this is this is that's gonna be a little bit later once we okay. get into the hospital okay uh, oh yeah so now now it's back into we, we don't get too much out of this other than the guy telling us yeah he's he's wounded he's on Cass's side um so back to sam's head and this is i think yeah this is where in sam's head poppy tells him to just die because he has you know think of all the good you've done all the people you've saved all the sacrifices you've made and he says, you, you saved the world. Like, you can't get much better than that, Sam. Like, you've done your bit. And he says, what you call dying, I call leaving a legacy. Um, and this is where we see them again walking through that green and gold forest. And it's very picturesque. And I could 100% see Sam in this location with Bobby saying, yes, okay, I'm, I'm ready. How do this, you, I've had enough. How do you feel about... So this is this is Sam talking to Sam, right? This isn't Bobby, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. this isn't some external. This isn't you know an, a um, a reaper, or this isn't like an angel possessing anybody. This is this is Sam projecting an image of body to convince himself that it's okay to die, and to do that, he's telling himself, "You you have done all of these great things. You have saved so many people." Do you 
and look, I'm not trying to beat up on my boy Sam, okay? Like I feel <laughs> I feel a lot of sympathy for my boy Sam. He's done, especially in season eight, he he really went above and beyond and he was kind of dedicated to the cause in a way that ended up being pretty unhealthy for him. Um but do you feel that like if we did his ledger, like if we looked at his accounting, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we put him on the scales that he'd come out with the leaving a legacy side as a is a good thing? I like, mean, he did jump into into hell, into Lucifer's cage to stop the apocalypse. That's pretty big. But he but also, I also think started that, the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm just, well, yeah, I mean, it, Dean helped. Um I think that Sam very much always wanted the approval of John, and because of that, he wanted the approval of uh, Dean and Bobby as well, these these older male figures in his life. So I could see him easily trying to tell himself it's okay to die by projecting what he wants to hear onto a father figure. So by hearing Bobby tell him, look at all this this good that you've done, it's okay to go, That's he, he wants to tell himself it's okay. He wants to tell himself that he did a good job. Um... And this almost, what Bobby was saying, almost echoes things that Bobby has said in the past, like pieced back together to be specifically about Sam. Um, so while it is weird what you think, he's saying this to himself. He's telling himself, good job, guy, patting himself on the back. That's, you know, a little bit much considering everything else. Um, but I think at that point, that is what he, he wants to hear. That is what he needs to hear in order to be able to find his, his peace uh, and, and finally let go. Which we've obviously he's wanted to let go of the hunter life for a while now, but being able to let go of life altogether, um, it's going to take some convincing. But I think that this is the convincing it would take. It's it's just interesting to me that this would. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to say that um, that dude does not deserve to to die or to rest or, or to anything, right? Like I'm not I don't I don't want that to be the the, the takeaway from this. It's just like. I feel that honestly, I feel the same way about Dean. I feel like a lot of the stuff that they've done in the service of quote unquote, saving people, hunting things, the family business hasn't actually saved a lot of people. Like they averted mm-hmm. the apocalypse, but that led to like directly led to the Leviathans, right? That directly led to a whole lot of other people dying. Like that's led to the proliferation of demons on earth. Like it's, yeah, it's been, it seems I think like because getting worse. So it's right. Yeah. They, they broke the seals. And I think they're kind of at ground zero for that, especially Sam. Um, so they have they have that, but I think a lot of the other stuff would, I guess, hypothetically be in motion without them. Um, I mean, they stopped the apocalypse, which the angels wanted to happen. Of course, they're at the center of that. But even as I'm trying to say this, it's like they are kind of the direct cause of everything that's happened. Um, theoretically, you know, maybe the Leviathans would have wanted to to come out because the new king of hell wanted uh, the real estate of purgatory. I don't fucking know. Even as I'm saying this, it's falling apart. The Winchesters are kind of to blame for everything, but they're trying to save people. They're trying, they're trying to help. I just, this, it, it, this, this specifically got me because I was like, uh, you know, like, and at at first, like it took me a little bit to realize, to remember that this was Sam talking to Sam and not Bobby talking to Sam. Um, and I, I feel like what he, what's happening here is Sam is is literally just trying to convince himself that it's okay to let right. go of the world. Like you don't have right. to keep fighting. You've done enough good. Um, I just feel like it's laid on a little thick. And I feel like if this situation um, was in Dean, it was if this if Dean was in this situation, excuse me, uh, it would be the exact same thing. Like I don't, 
Like if Dean was trying to convince himself of all of his good works, I'd be like, you brainwashed your girlfriend and her child. Remember that? <laughs> you, you hired an angel to brainwash your girlfriend and child and it's never been addressed again. And that's part of that is the problem with a long running kind of drama TV series. You're going to have a bunch of that stuff that just gets kind of laid to the side and never gets addressed again because who has the time? Um, especially an open ended one that doesn't have like an end of the season. But it's it's definitely something that I was thinking about. Like, have these boys actually done a lot of good? And I, I, I kind of feel like that maybe they haven't. I, <laughs> I think we get this scene in, in particular because it's Bobby. Because they wanted Bobby to say something along those lines of allowing just, Sam to Somebody quit. saying something nice yeah. to Sam on somebody screen. Somebody saying something nice, yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's supposed to be like this death sequence. It's, I think they try to play it, and I kind of, even when I was taking my notes for this part, was reading it like, oh yeah, he's just talking to Bobby's ghost. He's talking to Bobby. Um but yeah, I guess that's not true. I guess it's it's Sam's brain. Anyway, so uh, they have this conversation, and then we go back over to the hospital. Ezekiel is, an- an- I guess, like analyzing Sam, like he's doing his like angel cannot heal him routine, and um, mm-hmm. basically says that not only is Sam extremely weak, I am also very weak, and I- I'm not sure if I can handle this. And this is when Castiel calls, and Dean kind of immediately steps outside, and uh, we get this. I actually like this. I like it when characters tell each other things that have been happening. So like they fill each, yeah. they have to like catch each other up. They're like, hey, uh, that wasn't me. That was a spell. Uh, I didn't do this. I want you to know that. But also, my grace got stolen. And Dean's like, your grace? What? Huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. We actually get to see this conversation, which is something that we don't see in a lot of like modern TV shows. I think where they just assume that everybody knows everything. So I like. I really appreciated being able to see this conversation where they are increasingly disbelieving about whatever the other one has going on. And it's also not just like, why didn't you answer me? And he's like, Dean, it's complicated. He's like, oh, I got my grace stolen. <laughs> I couldn't hear shit. <laughs> Metatron tricked me with a witch spell and got my, and stole my grace. And now I'm on earth. I'm an immortal. I got it. I'm going to, this is valid. I think I, I think I have a girlfriend now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely bleeding from my dick. I don't know if that's what we guys do, but I am definitely, I don't know if that's the whole the thing that Sam had going, but I got it. I got, I got it. it now. <laughs> I got it. I didn't even kick once and look what's happening. Does that mean I'm not a virgin anymore? <laughs> So, uh, indeed, Zach Castiel, you are not a virgin. You're definitely not a virgin. You saw what the pizza man did. Um, <clears throat> Castiel, Dean tells him about Ezekiel, and Castiel recognizes Ezekiel as a good soldier. He's and, like, uh, oh, yeah, good dude, backed hard. I'm all over it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely not a Cylon, is what Castiel responds. <laughs> definitely good dude, backed hard. Definitely not a Cylon. Definitely not a Cylon. Um, Castiel says like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna come find you like I'm gonna I'm gonna come over there but it's gonna take me a few days since I can't teleport and he's like no no you do not need to come here a a bunch of angels are on the way and you should not be here you need to go to the bunker like get do not come here it's like actually I was gonna go to the Grand Canyon with my new girlfriend but (laughs) if you say so uh Dean actually like literally begs him he's like hey look you're mortal now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to eat you're gonna have to drink you're gonna have to expel bodily fluids from various appendages that you probably weren't really aware of up until this exact point in your life uh and then also like you know you're gonna have to look out for yourself like and when because that's castiel brings up Hale and it's like oh i found an angel and she needs my help and dean's like you don't like screw that chick get to the bunker like they're all out to kill you you need to watch out for yourself but of course while this conversation is happening the the whole building starts shaking so yeah it starts going off room yeah yeah and Dean's just like, dump her, Castiel, dump her! And then he hangs up. Yeah, yeah. Not for any other reason. <laughs> Not for no Just because of, um, you gotta take care of yourself, no other reasons. You're too vulnerable. You shouldn't be in a relationship right now. I gotta go back! I gotta go back! 
Uh, Dean rushes back in the room. Ezekiel says, hey, we got we, we to gotta leave. The angels are coming. We got to get Sam out of here. Of course, if they move Sam, he's going to die because he has weird coma disease. I'm not sure what's wrong with Sam. They don't really do a good job of explaining it. The, yeah. uh, the trivia, I'm just going to bring this up now so I don't forget to later. The trivia section on the Wikipedia is full of people that just want to correct the various ways of why Sam should be in a coma. One person even went so far as to suggest that he should have a catheter. And I was like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna even like pretend to have a catheter in Sam Winchester for a total of the five minutes of scenes that he's in this bed. Like, why? Right. Why do we care? Why? Why? Uh, also, it's like he, like, like the energy of a god was searing him from the inside out. I don't like. I feel like that's like it's pretty heavy. It's a, it's it's you know it's pretty gnarly, man. Like you're, you yeah. touched one of the levers of the universe. Like that shit's yeah. gonna have some feedback. Like you're gonna have to bow up on it, and it's gonna it's gonna hurt for to pull that sure. Lever. For sure. Um, Dean, and he blew his knee out, <laughs> and, he, and he blew his knee out in the process, <laughs> trying to do all them God lever kicks. Uh, if you, hey, look, who among us can kick like God? <laughs> hey, not many can say they can. <laughs> he without sin, kick kick the first yeah. stone in my in yeah. Uh, so Dean rushes. Dean realizes what's about to happen, and because he's a wizard, he starts doing a bunch of wizard shit. I, uh, he does so much fucking wizard shit. I love it's like this, this is so this is Full Metal Alchemist. Like I'm gonna draw some transmutation circles on the wall. We're gonna do some fucking magic. Let's do this. He just starts going after it. Ezekiel is like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" <laughs> His head is fucking spinning. He can't believe it. <laughs> I can't, I've never seen a human make make angel wars this fast. Uh, <laughs> Dean runs out of the room, and uh, oh no, no, I'm sorry. He starts doing wizard shit then we go back to castiel and hale uh where castiel is trying to break up with his new girlfriend for like five minutes yeah and she's like who is who is that on the phone and he was like it was no, no, like listen uh, it's nobody. nobody just somebody it's just a friend of mine that i've known for a long time i'm really close it's to the you. ex yeah. of yours isn't it you're just not my ex i mean like we, we've never officially had a thing like we've just we just were really good friends it's always been friendly it's you know i'm just you know we're just we just we talk a lot on the phone at night that's what i'm saying we just we talk a lot on the phone at night sometimes i'm not going to be there for you at night i'm just going to have to talk to, to, to anyway to, he says i need to break up with you and, uh, and by the way he told me i need to, to to not be with you anymore um even though i've only been with you for five minutes and he doesn't he's never met you <laughs> i'm very confused he heard the thing about the grand he canyon and was like not happy yeah. about that so you need to go he, he also told me i'm not a virgin <laughs> because of the pizza man it was a very yeah. look it was a long phone call and it was surprisingly <laughs> expensive because <laughs> it it's very hard to explain people. all of this to you <laughs> you know what i'm just gonna say that i need to leave and like castiel turns around leaves and of course hale is not having that so she picks up like a a two by four from a, a it's a very nicely placed stack of two by fours and just yeah. wipes them outside the head which is really funny to me <laughs> Just in front of a gas station or wherever they are. Just like, yep. okay, nothing to see here, folks. Just like that time that Dean cut off a, a vampire's head in a back alley in a, the busy streets of Chicago. Yep. And open a portal and use it to open up a portal to um, uh, the Perg, by the way. Yeah. And, yeah. Pull, and pull not only Big Kick Sam, but also the ghost of Bobby. Anyway, the show is crazy. You ever think it's just about the how show's crazy the show is? fucking nuts. Yeah, it's just crazy. We go, uh, we go back over to Dean, who has finished warding the room. Remember when they had to get places by driving? <laughs> no. <laughs> Boring. Yeah. Uh, Dean has warded the room from angels. He tells Ezekiel to keep working on Sam. He leaves. And uh, I like this scene a lot of him running through the hospital while glass is just blowing up behind him. Oh, yeah. Him. It's yeah. really cool looking. Uh, it's reminiscent of the first time that Castiel tried to contact Dean. One. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good shit. There's just exploding mm-hmm. glass everywhere and Dean taking command of the situation, which I mean, 
in a way frightening because there's glass blowing up everywhere. He pulls the, the fire alarm and just shouting for everybody to get out. Heroic. But again, having worked in a hospital, I'll be like, who the fuck is this guy who just did this? And they leave the patients. They leave Sam in there. They <laughs> like, leave come on. all of their patients. Like, first, do no harm. Two, make sure you jet the fuck out of there if something bad happens. Don't worry about any of the sick people. <laughs> Let's just fucking get out of here. It's just poor management at this hospital. That's all I'll say. Uh, do you want to get into that? Do you want to do, you want to do like a full analysis? Or- about the poor management? I mean, I don't know. I do I mean, you no. you were in the industry, so I assume that you. I was in the industry. That's why I told you that Cather almost told you that Cather story yeah. earlier. But I, uh, didn't, I specifically did not ask because I didn't want to know the Cather story. So it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Let's it's move a, on. A Let's move um, on. So Dean pulls a fire alarm. Everybody starts running around. Uh, Castiel wakes up in the car with Hale bleeding some more. <laughs> He's he can't, the dude cannot stop bleeding. He's like, "Did I do it again? Is this what they call a, <laughs> a nocturnal emission?" <laughs> I, I knocked blood. <laughs> I knocked blood. I knocked blood. <laughs> He's like, let me borrow yourself one. I need to call. I need to call Dean. I knocked blood. <laughs> Dean, what do I do? I told you to dump her. <laughs> uh, That's all Dean can say. I told you to dump her. Dean, I knocked blood. I knocked blood, Dean. <laughs> What do you mean? I was asleep and I woke up and while I was asleep, I knocked blood. Uh, um, this podcast is going to be four hours long. So uh, yep. C- Castiel wakes up and is basically like, what the fuck did you do to me? Um, and she's like, I did not do that to you. you she's like, what yourself. did you do to yourself? <laughs> you knocked blood all on your own. I had nothing to do with this. Uh, yeah. She basically, her her whole line is uh, like, hey, I, I need you uh, and I need you to kind of teach me about humanity. And uh, also, I need you to give me your body because it's a really strong vessel, and this one's wearing the fuck out real quick. <laughs> and he's just looking at his bloody hands, like I don't know. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Uh, um, we're, we're gonna cut back and forth a lot. There's there's a lot happening in the last few minutes of the, in the last ten minutes or so of this episode. We go over to Dean, who uh, finds the grief counselor, is trying to help her up. Nope, she's an angel. She grabs him by nope. the throat and holds him way up in the air because that's what angels do now. Yeah, they just fucking choke slam you. Yep. Is this when Tractor Guy finally makes his appearance? This is, this is yeah. I didn't note it in my. He's like, "Yeehaw, partner! <laughs> I made it." <laughs> I'm gonna put a voice filter on that just to make that sound horrible and and and, and bad. Um, yeah, he comes walking in like a Resident Evil villain. He does. He does looking like a Resident Evil villain too. Yeah, absolutely. For real. Uh, from there, we go back to Sam and Bobby, who have arrived at this cabin in the woods. And um, Bobby essentially tells them, um, everything that you need to find to be on your way is in that cabin. All you have to do is go in there. And as he's having this, as he's telling Sam this, as he's trying to convince Sam to, to just, just go, uh, Sam Dean, or Sam Brain Dean, I don't know what we're calling this, shows up and just immediately stabs Bobby in the back. And Bobby disappears. Yeah. Like he kind of warbles out with a cool <laughs> effect. Um, and Sam is like, yo, dude, it's over. There's nothing left to fight for. <laughs> Dean um, says, that's not true because I can still beat your ass. Let me punch you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he punches Sam and he says, my plan is to fight, is to drive, is to give a damn, to keep caring about this shit. Um, but Sam is, he's not really hearing it. He's, he's at this point, he's, he's looking to accept his own life and accept his own death he says 
that this is what he wants. He looks at Dean and he says, this is, this is what he wants. He's ready. And Dean disappears. Um, so this is, this is Sam. I mean, it's not, it's not the final curtain call just yet, but this is him saying like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to keep fighting anymore, which is the opposite of Jared's slogan, which is always keep fighting. Um, meanwhile, back at the hospital, Dean is being interrogated by angels. I just, in my head, I'm picturing the scene. I'm, I just said I didn't like Star Wars references. The scene of Luke upside down and the fucking like abominable snowman cave, whatever the hell that thing's called. Yep. Just, just, just all beat the, the shit. That's how, I, that's how I'm picturing Dean in this yep. hospital right now. Just upside down, beat to shit. Be like, fuck you. I don't know where Castiel is. Um, I, I like this a lot. Uh, they're because the angels are they're in full aggro mood. Uh, the grief counselor chick is like, "I'm going to strip Sam's skin off of his body and make you watch as I kill him." Like it sounds really dangerous. Yeah. We uh we go back and over then she to, goes over to the bed and she's like, "Why are the sheets all bloody?" I don't and understand. Like, he knocked blood. He knocked blood. Did this? <laughs> this just keeps happening. Did this excite you? I'm not sure that this was supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> we go back over to Brain Sam, who has walked through the cabin door, and who does he find but our old friend Death? I was pretty excited to see this guy, to see this actor. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I love this dude. I um every time they put him on the screen, he's less cool uh, as he was last time. <laughs> true that is true i know i know i I think i've said that in the past uh and people have disagreed with me but like that opening scene was such fucking like god tier badassery right that opening that first scene where we see death with the oh death song and he's like just Mm -hmm. somebody brushes him and he's like fuck that guy i'm killing him uh like it's every single time we've seen him there it's been good like the the fact that he loves snacks is really funny um he's been he was really funny in that episode where they have like the couple um like tied up in the room and they have to summon whoever the fuck it was to do whatever it was. I don't even remember. But every time we see him, I think his, his impact is lessened a little bit. Although I will say this actor fucking kills it. I love this actor. So, so I want to say that this is real or is real. We're real in quotes, but this isn't just Sam brain. This is because when Dean was in his coma, Yeah, when Dean was in his coma, he was with Tessa, who was like walking him through everything, who was a real reaper, who was really there, really speaking to him. Um, it was just through his his mind. So I feel like this is really death, really come to, to see Sam. Uh, back at the hospital, the angels have uh, found an axe and they start chopping the door down. Um, and Dean stops them and is like, hey, wait, 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 wait. I'll tell you what Castiel is. Um, it, it, he, I can't remember the line that he says here, but basically it's all a cover because he's used uh, he's using his own blood. He has made an angel banishment spell and he banishes the angels out of the room. Um, I guess this doesn't work on Ezekiel because of the angel wards, right? Like we can say that. Or is yeah, it- I, I am, that must have protected any of the whatever. Yeah, um, I'm assuming that. Yeah, he I'm, makes I'm a comment about how thin sheetrock in a hospital. <laughs> hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with all the broken windows too. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, he he makes some line about how um, heaven is locked. So he's like, yeah, where do you go now that that I'm gonna fuck you up? Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I could remember. Like, where where do you go when I when I when I kick you out of here? Um, so he goes into the room, and Sam is is flatlining. Uh, we we hear the mm-hmm. beeping going. Uh, Ezekiel says he's too weak to save Sam, um, and he's like, "Man, there's got to be another way." And Ezekiel says, "Well, there's no good ways." And of course, Dean seizes on that and says, "Well, what's what are the bad ways? Like, tell me." And Ezekiel proposes, "Hey, if you let basically he outlines this process, let me possess Sam." I will be healing inside Sam uh, and he, I will heal him from the inside. 
And um, yeah. Dean's like, I can't do that. And Ezekiel immediately, and I like this a lot, says, understood, it's your call. And Dean says, no, it's not my call. It's Sam's call. And I like this. Right. I love that Ezekiel is immediately does not try to convince Dean to do this. He's just like, yep, you're right. It's not. It's a bad plan. I told you. And I love that Dean, like, I love that we get a little bit of, like, understanding of what consent is in the supernatural universe <laughs> finally yeah finally yeah um yeah he know he knows there's no way in hell no matter what that sam would be cool with this um and i don't know the he, he's desperate in but he's still in like fight mode so i think dean still feels like he can fight his way out of this one somehow so he hasn't quite been able to you know cross that line with with sam yet because i think when it comes to protecting sam he's willing to do things obviously he sold his fucking soul like he's willing to do things that are inherently bad um in order to to help his brother um but yeah um let's see so at this point uh ezekiel goes to leave and dean stops him it's like oh yeah yeah. Um. And th- I thought this was a little weird, but I-, I see what they're trying to get to. So I'm I'm willing to overlook this. He basically says, "I need proof that Sam is dying." And I'm like, "There's a machine on the wall that is like yeah." That like, says it says right there. If you've seen any TV show ever, like that's that's the noise that it makes when a dude is dying. Like that's all the proof. Dean, you, you watch Doctor's Doctor Sexy. You should know. You should you should know exactly all of these symptoms. Uh, but Ezekiel is like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I can I can do that." And grabs Dean's arm and puts his hand on Sam's head. And then Ezekiel and Dean start witnessing this conversation that Death and Sam is having in his brain. Um, yeah. Notably, uh, Death kind of confirms. Basically, Death says, "Like, hey, I was." It's a. I think Sam says, "This you must get off on doing this. You must you must be having a good time." And Death is like, "Yeah, and and not in the way that you get off doing your stuff. Like, I don't I don't have any blood in me, so I don't do any of that <laughs> stuff. I, this is actually an honor for me to to reap at Winchester. Uh, and and look look Sam in the eye and it's like, well played, my boy. Uh, yeah. t- telling Sam that he he led. I'm assuming an interesting life, like a like a an exciting or a, um, yeah. He's defied death so many times, exactly. Back so many yeah. times. I think that he's just like you did. You did a pretty good job. You've you've made it through a few scrapes, and a lot of people probably wouldn't be able to do that. Um, and this is this is kind of Sam's big moment of the episode of if I go with you, do you promise that this time it will be final? That if I'm dead, I stay dead. Nobody can reverse it. Nobody can can deal make a deal about it. Nobody else can get hurt because of me. I think that that's a pretty, that's, that's the root of this. Not a, you've done a lot of good, Sam, and you get to rest now, but nobody else can get hurt because of me. Um, because the last time that this happened, um, well, Castiel reached into hell and, and pulled Sam out and it didn't come out right. And a lot of people got hurt the time before that Dean sold his soul and he had to go to hell for it. So this time Sam wants some assurance that when he's fucking dead, nothing anybody can do can bring him back. So. Uh, as Dean's seeing this, he's like, uh, <laughs> um, also some of this is shot through the fireplace because it's a lit fireplace next to them where they're sitting mm-hmm. and the camera is looking through the fire that is between death and Sam. And I thought that it was an interesting shot. It is. Yeah. I, 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 I like this, this moment that Sam basically is like, please don't let anybody bring me back. is such a heartbreaking thing. Um, I, I know at the end of season eight, I'm, 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 I feel like Sam is very sympathetic. I feel like he's trying his best. It really breaks my heart to hear this dude. Like if I'm going to die, like, please just let me fucking rest. Like, please don't let all of this crazy bullshit that was in my life. Pull me away from my death. I just, I just want to die. Um, and it's not like Sam wants to be dead. 
it's just that after doing the trials, after going through what he went through, it's like he can't fight anymore, and he just wants that to be the end of it. He feels like that's supposed to be the end of it. Yeah. And I think he probably felt that way for a long time, even though he told Dean going into this, I want to survive. And I think he did want to survive, but after a while, he understood that he wasn't going to, and he accepted that, and I think he was like okay with it, because it was just, that meant it was over, and that, that was easier. Um, and nobody else can get hurt, and he didn't have to suffer anymore, and nobody else had to suffer because of him. Um, so it, I, while I don't think it's that he wants to be dead, he just doesn't want to have to fight anymore. Yeah, it's and it's such a heartbreaking thing, man. Like I mean, this this yeah. really drives home just how much how horrible this dude's life has been since he was a very young child. Like arguably from you know when the demon blood got put in him, but you know from the the rough childhood, the the, the kind of distant but also uh, overbearing father. The I almost escaped to, to getting that that life torn away from him. The Smanford and Jess life torn away from him. The world, the the sewer that his life has been since season one. Like the the <laughs> fucking like hardly ever a happy moment. And when it was, it was you larping in the woods with a bunch of nerds. Like that's the highlight of his last few years. Yeah, um, yeah. and probably having sex in the woods as we learned on our feedback episode. Thank you, Mai. Um, <laughs> it just it just it's just heartbreaking to hear like he just doesn't want to do it anymore. And of course, yeah. Dean is hearing all of this as well. Uh, he, you can they they do a thing. I think they come back to the hospital room, and Dean is like, "Holy shit, he's he's actually doing it." Um, and it, this just made me think because uh, at the beginning of the episode, when he wakes up in his own, you know, head, he doesn't know when he's still in the Impala. Uh, his first thing is saying like, "Oh, sh- okay, well, what are we gonna do?" Like, "Fuck, like, what's yeah. going on?" Like he when he is awake and at it, all he can think about is what they're supposed to do next and what they're supposed to fight next. Um, and constantly driving forward on this mission that never ends of saving people, hunting things. Uh, and so we see that like outward face of Sam and then to come to this point in the episode and see the Sam that just says, promise me this will, this will be over. Um, from here we go to Castiel, um, who is still in the car with Hale, his, his soon to be ex-girlfriend. Um, Uh, as he's putting on his seatbelt his soon-to-be ex-girlfriend yep yep. uh he 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 knows a little bit about how cars work so he he puts on a seatbelt to notice that she doesn't have one on she knows how to drive but she doesn't know where to sit anyway doesn't matter um he runs the car (laughs) on the road and uh they go slam into something um we go back to the hospital and uh dean is kind of demanding details out of ezekiel like if you do this you'll heal sam while you heal yourself and then you'll get out of there um Dean says, like, he'll never say to say yes to you. And Ezekiel says, oh, yeah, but he'll definitely say yes to you, Dean. Um, and this is this is the first time that I get the feeling like Dean, this is the first, like, sign of, of badness to me, right? Like, we don't, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. I don't actually remember how this plays out very well at all. It's a warning sign. It definitely, it this, it's, it's not, it's are not a desperate, in my brain right now. Right. It's not a desperately with sam at the last second to be like you gotta let this angel in it's now a trick exactly uh and i held this against dean a lot because he's doing it without sam's consent but this time around i am i i understand why dean is doing what he's doing because he's so afraid uh and dean is not perfect um and he doesn't have to be perfect he's so he's so afraid that this is it that he's gonna lose sam that he he just He's willing to do this bad thing, which we've seen them do bad things a million times. He's willing to betray Sam's trust, uh, not for fake drama like the show likes to do. But I think this time he's willing to betray Sam's trust 
to keep him alive, which whether you think that's ethical or not, it doesn't, you know, whatever. This is what Dean does. 100% not ethical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can think that it's not ethical, but you were wrong. Uh, <laughs> while, while that's happening, um, Castiel wakes up and um, he's, he's now even more wounded. He has more blood coming off of him. Uh, yeah. But beside him, we see, you know, the windshield, someone has gone through the windshield. Um, <laughs> someone, as, his ex-girlfriend. His, his, his now ex-girlfriend. <laughs> um, as somebody who's gone through a windshield in his life, that's not fun. Don't, please don't do that. Jesus. Um, so we see Hale in the distance and she is extremely fucked up in a way that they don't normally express in supernatural. Like they, they go out of their way to like bend her legs to show that they're completely broken. She's gasping for breath. Yeah. And she's, she is all akimbo, man. She is, she is, she is a broken doll. Could have just sent a text cast. Could have just, could have done it via text. Yeah, dude, just Facebook message your girl. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, send, send her a broken heart emoji. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. B- BRB not. <laughs> You don't have to crash her damn car and break all of her fucking legs. Uh, Castiel oh, picks up the angel knife that she she had dropped um, and says that he wants to help all of the angels. Like that's that's what he wants to do. He wants to try to lead them to free will. And she says like the angels don't want his help. They want they want his head. Uh, and he tries to just walk away and just leave his ex girlfriend like this. But she keeps yelling at him and trying to like threaten and, and and cajole him into to the to the point where he just he eventually he realizes you know if I leave her here she's going to call all the rest of the angels she's going to rat me out so I have to kill her and eventually like he can tell that he's fighting with with himself to do that but eventually he realizes that he has to and he stabs her in the chest yeah um that's a yeah it's a pretty pretty final break and he can't have anyone know about his uh his his nocturnal emissions. Uh, yeah, no, no, nobody can know about me knocking blood except for Dean. Yeah. He knows everything about me yeah. and tells me who I can. Oh yeah, but that's that's different. Yeah, yeah. That's different. totally different situation there. No judgment there. Um, well, judgment, but so we go back to Sam's brain, um, and with death there, and with uh, Sam like walking away from the cabin, not away from the cabin, but like walking to the door of the cabin with death. Uh, Dean shows up, and and this time it's not. I think we. We very quickly know because of the way that death looks at this at this person that it's not Sam Brain Dean. This isn't this isn't Sam's projection of his feelings mm-hmm. or anything. Uh, but he tells Sam, "I've got a plan, and you you got to do it. And it's not your time. It's not your time." And Death said, "Well, it's for Sam to decide if it's his time or not." And basically, Dean does this this routine. Did you write this down? Is this something that I, I have some of it? He starts begging him, being saying like everything that I said in that church was true um and the the big takeaway from this because they had that big emotional conversation about like you know I've, I've said some shit but you're my brother and you and me against the world that's how it's always been that's the only way i ever wanted to be um but uh dean dean is basically begging him here and he says there ain't no me if there ain't no you that's and what I would, that's what I would as yeah. as sad and as fucked up as as that is it's also very sweet uh it's first and foremost sad and fucked up second of all it's sweet uh and it's i think it's 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 true uh and and that gets through to dean or to sam's heart and i ain't saying it's right but it's true uh, and it gets through to, to sam's heart and he quickly he just says or qu- quietly quickly and and very sad sam says what do we do and this uh and dean says is that a yes sam says yes and then suddenly dean 
turns into Battlestar Galactahunk. Um, and Ezekiel touches Sam's shoulder, and then <laughs> Sam's vessel wakes up, I guess. Or Ezekiel's vessel wakes up in the hospital bed. Um, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah. get that weird scene where the, where the doctor comes in, he's like, who are you, what are you doing here? And the guy's like, I have no fucking clue, man, I don't know what, no yeah. idea what's happening. Yeah. Um, this, this, you know, uh, this trick, and um, let's let's get through the episode so we can talk about this, because there's, yeah, there's some yeah, more conversation yeah. that's going to happen to it, and I'll, I'll, I'll save my thoughts for now. Um, Sam and Dean are, are walking away from the hospital. Uh, Jared, oh, it's, it's not actually have Sam. Have you seen the size of his... See the size of his jeans? It's not often that we see these distant pictures, at least this distant view of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Badalecki. Small and tall Winchester. So fucking huge, man. Like, especially yeah. because he's doing the Ezekiel walk, which like he's walking very stiffly, like he's never done it before. And yeah. like looking around kind of like a Terminator. So he looks especially just, just enormous and weird. And man, can you believe they found a dude to play that golem in the last season that's bigger than Sarah Padalecki? I mean, that's insane. Can, they, can you believe they found jeans this big? Where do you buy jeans this big? At, at the huge They've, and big store? Not the big and tall what store, is like, but the, the huge like and huger a, store? Waist sizes go up like crazy, but what does this dude rocking like a 40-inch leg? Oh, like, this be, is crazy. Dude. Do you think he can find like 32 40s at the store? Probably not, huh? You probably have to special know, order those dude. from, from I don't guys. know, because Jared's got a small waist, too. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. So it's fucking, like, what is, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. He's got some huge jeans. That's all I know. Small and tall Winchester. Marie Kondo's got to wrap those dudes in like five or six folds to get that thing. Those That's things right. Folded That's up. right. <laughs> now tell them thank you and put them in the drawer. <laughs> put uh, them away. <laughs> um, so Ezekiel is basically saying like, it's, it's real fucked up in here, Dean. Like it's, it's, I've got, I've got a <laughs> oh, lot of work. Oh, this is pretty gnarly, dude. <laughs> and, and also, uh, just to twist the knife here. Hey, Dean, you can't tell Sam that I'm here because if he knows, he could just eject him in at any time, and that would not only kill me because I wouldn't be strong enough to survive. That would definitely kill Sam. And yeah. Dean, I'll give him props. Dean is a, is appropriately fucked up looking at this at this prospect. He's like, you know, like you can tell, like he's 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 in it now. He can't stop. He can't let his brother die. And he says, I guess, and he he has tears in his eyes, and he says, I guess we'll keep it a secret from now. Na- secret for now. And, yeah. you know, but what do we do about like the last couple of days? And Ezekiel says, oh, I can just erase his mind. And Dean's like, word, cool. Okay, that's how I deal with most of my problems. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, you know, not, not through brain damage by, by drinking, it's through erasing somebody's memory with angel power. So, yeah. All right. And it's this is I, I think this could absolutely be considered a betrayal. Uh, this is this is Dean taking away Sam's decision making neither one of them want to be possessed have ever wanted to be possessed. We had a like right. a, a whole five seasons that led up to them say no to being possessed and fucking starting the apocalypse. Right? Like this is, this is core to the Winchester ethos that they are their own person. You do not say yes, unless you're trying to trick the devil and you drink, you kill a bunch of people and drink their blood so you can power up. And then right, right, I don't right. know, man, like maybe that's the legacy that Bobby was talking about. I don't know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it's, it it definitely feels like a betrayal. Dean sees appropriately like fucked up about this, but he still goes through with it. Um, this was when we started the show and we talked about um, the boys keeping secrets from each other. This was the thing that I was referring to. Like this is the thing. Yeah, that I did, same kind of. I did not like so much, and I don't remember exactly how this plays out. As I mentioned earlier, but man, I am. I just I really I don't like it when like they. They they put these boys on different teams, and this is exactly what's happening here. Right. 
The only thing that's different this time is that Dean is reluctantly on a different team. He's reluctantly lying to Sam. Um, it's like he's lying with a gun to his head, or or he he made this he's bad lying call. Lying to a he, gun to Sam's head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's lying. He betrayed Sam, and they both have a gun to their head. Everybody has a gun to their head, and I'm horny. Yeah. Is the Sam Winchester yeah. story and exactly? Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think this kid can deal with much more brain trauma. He's been unconscious a lot. Um, this this is this just like especially the erasing Sam's memories thing. I think is the is is the twist that really that really fucks with me. The this is you know. The klaxons going off, as I mentioned earlier, with the, you know, oh, I'll definitely leave and I'll, you know, I'm going to heal him from the inside and he'll, but he's not going to say yes to me. He has to say yes to you. It's just, oh, it's just not good. Um, And then after this, we go to Castiel, who uh, is, walks into a laundromat covered in blood. His clothes are covered in blood. He has some quarters from his, his friend, um, the, they almost ran him over with a truck, uh, and he starts stripping off his clothes at the laundromat. I, I've seen this a lot on Tumblr, I think, because people are really, really obsessed with the way that Misha Collins looks underneath all of his clothes. Because usually he's just so baggy. Like, you don't really see all those mm-hmm. rippling muscles. And Yeah, it was almost... Um, <laughs> obviously, people can't help themselves. People, people can't just be normal for a minute about other humans. But uh, <laughs> um, it's just when you see him taking off the coat, even when you just see him in the suit, it, it's like... It was shocking, almost. That's Castiel shedding his wings for real, is taking off the the coat because we have not seen him without the coat since he's been Cass. Yeah. Um. I mean, we saw him in like a sweater or something when he was Manuel or, or something. Um. But as Castiel, he's always had that coat on. So when that first layer comes off, that is Castiel becoming human. That's such a good visual representation of that. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a powerful scene because he's going to put his clothes in t- to wash his stuff but he only has a little bit of money and he looks over at the vending machine where there's snacks and water. Um, and then it cuts and we see him walking out of the laundromat wearing different clothes. So presumably he just took them from somewhere in there. Uh, and he has a water bottle and he drinks that whole shit right away. And this is like, this is Castiel being human and, and being resigned to being human. And I think it's super interesting. Well, and the, the, the clothes too, like there's a, there's a there's a pointed glance at like some laundry that was left behind yeah and then another then he like looks up and looks at the vending machine and you can see the gears running of and hey look it's human to sin like we were that's pretty Mm -hmm. much all we've done since we've been created right like since god created us we were like oh that my brother over there like looked at my wife weird i gotta go kill him says kane um i i really like this idea of him him looking at this and realizing i have to choose these things to survive of taking dean's advice of looking out for himself and willing to steal somebody's clothes so that he can get a little bit of food and try to get back on the road to get to the bunker. And, um, this is like the way that he drinks this water. Like it's the, like the most, the most pure thing that he's ever had is, is, mm-hmm. is really powerful. And the whole thing just has an element of sadness to it. That is really definitely handled in the show. Yeah. It's so what chugging a bottle of water is so goddamn human. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It's not even that he just sips a bottle of water. He chugs that shit. and. The, somehow that is that is more subtle than anything else they could have done because it's he's so thirsty uh and that just that makes him so human and in a way so not castiel um because even at his most human he has always been an angel he has always been removed from humanity because he doesn't have to eat he doesn't have to poop 
and now suddenly he's having nocturnal emissions and he doesn't understand and it uh hey, yeah hey, look we've always good. we've all been there cast <laughs> don't worry about it we've, we've all, all been there <laughs> we've all nice blood once or twice in our lives it's okay it's nothing to be ashamed it happens. of yeah it happens it happens to girls and boys um so we go over to the impala the real impala this time and uh sam wakes up in the dry, in the passenger seat and uh dean immediately goes like sam and sam's like yeah dude it's me <laughs> what's up <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> dean is not is already like failing to keep this this whole yeah line he's already going. blowing his he's blowing his cool it's been 27 <laughs> yeah. seconds and he can't seem to help himself uh and sam is just incredibly tired he says he remembers the church he remembers the angels falling and then that's that's all he really remembers and um Dean says, uh, "Oh, I've just been. You were you were out of it, so I, we've just been driving for like the last day. You've been you've been asleep for the day." He's like, "You just put me in the car and <laughs> let me sleep for a day. Seems yeah. weird." Um, yeah. And then Dean says, "Hey, I, I meant what I said at the church. Uh, you know, when I when I told you that you were capable of anything, I absolutely believed it." And uh, Sam looks over and, in an echo of season one, episode one, says, "Good, because we got work to do." Um, Boom. Really good ending line. I think he said that a couple of times. I I, I, I associate yeah. strongly with season one, episode one, though. Absolutely, yeah. They've called it back a couple of times. Uh, each brother has said it a couple of times, but um, this feels good. This feels good to hear him say that. But then they immediately cut over to Dean, fucking sad Dean, because oh, he man. knows, oh, I did, I did wrong. I did a bad thing. I'm really happy that he's back, but oh man, oh, I shouldn't uh, have done it. Oh. I have, I have, I have, <laughs> I have taken out a loan, and the interest is going to be pain. Like this is gonna yeah. this is not gonna be fun to to have to handle later on. Um, and yeah, man, that, that's the end of the episode. I think it sets us up for um this this rela- this this friction between Dean and Sam. Of course, Sam with this angel in his body. Like I feel like that's gonna have some some weird unforeseen consequences. Uh, Castiel is immortal is something that I'm interested in, and I I I like it, and I'm I'm kind of here for it now. I've always liked Kaz as an angel and having his full powers, so it's just going to see how that 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 plays out. But uh, yeah, overall, um, I'd have to if I have only one question remaining in this, I would ask just where's Kevin? <laughs> what do we did everybody forget about Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> he's speaking. I think he's at the bunker. Is um, he at the bunker? Just I think that's where he was because he, he was, was about leaving. to jet out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my lingering question is uh, what's up with Crowley. <laughs> I forgot. To, I kept. I kept forgetting to go back to Crowley. I, I told. I said I was going. I'm glad I got. We got. We got lost. Yeah. We got um, lost on on knocked blood. Yeah, and also we're like at an hour and a half on a on a 45 minute episode of Tet- yeah. television. It was before. a season premiere. It was a big deal. Um, but yeah, Crowley is in the trunk, presumably where he has been for the last two or three days, and that's just yeah. cracks me the fuck up. I mean, I love it. Um, yeah. What What did you think, Chris? Um, I, I wish that there was a different plot device than uh, lying to Sam. Uh, and I sort of wish like he, he was convinced of his own free will to do it where Dean was like, please, I'm begging you. Like, don't, I know you don't want this, but it's going to be okay. This Ezekiel guy, Cass says he's cool and Sam willing to do it. They could still do almost everything the same, except Dean wouldn't have to be lying to him. And like, if it's going to cause problems down the line or, or whatever, they can still do that. But this time, I don't know. They can still have Sam stuck in a position where if he lets the angel go he dies so he's kind of trapped in that way um but he could he could still be aware of it that way we wouldn't have to have the same kind of drama that we've had so many times before with keeping secrets um but 
I think the potential is there for at least it for entertainment for it to be interesting. And at the end of the day, uh, it's I think it's fitting and within character for Dean to say, "I'm not going to let Sam die, no matter what I have to do." Yeah, uh, right, even right. if I have to break his heart and betray his trust, I right. will. And at the very least, they're showing us a Dean who is very torn doing this. Uh, what? What did you say? <laughs> you said the magic <laughs> word. <laughs> Cue the music. Um, I think that's it. We're we've run pretty long on this this opening yeah, episode. Yeah. I think with good reason. There's a lot of emotional stuff to dig through. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to the patrons at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Thank you to Heather for the uh, opening intro uh, tunes. I hope you hope you guys like that. Um, I am on Twitter at JG Greer. Chris, you are. I'm at Local Bones. The podcast is at MOTWcast, and you can find links to that and everything else Monster of the Week related at MonsterOfTheWeek.cool. Um, yeah, we've got, I'm, I'm, if you're interested in us covering different stuff, um, like if you're, if you like, Hey, I like that Chris and Jeremy and they talk about supernatural real good, but I want also want to hear them talk about some other stuff we've got on our monster weeks presents feed that our patrons get, uh, not only are we doing cowboy bebop, not only are we doing the witcher book club, uh, we've got anime on deck. I don't want to say which one, but we do have some anime. We're doing mm-hmm. some uh, some straight up horror stuff, which I'm excited about. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do a musical, and we're gonna do, right. and we're gonna do a music album. So like, we're gonna be covering some some real crazy shit here in the next couple of months. So uh, definitely, if you're interested in any of that, go to Patreon.com/slash/Monster of the Week, and uh, we'll be back next week with an episode that is teased just by saying Abaddon Rises. Ooh. All right. All right. Woo! Woo! That was a long one. We did it, though. That was good. I think it's a good episode. Yeah, that's almost two hours. That's crazy. Did we talk that long in the... Yeah, we talked for almost 30 minutes. Yeah, I guess we did talk for, like, right at... Yeah, right at 30 minutes. Okay. Well, that's, that's probably... Still, I think for a season premiere... Um, you want to get into some shit, yeah. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff to delve into with Sam in, in this. Is this... Uh, what is this? 108. What's up, my dude? I'm just uh, just chilling, trying to come up with a funny shtick for the road so far. I wrote a very normal one, but I didn't write a funny one. So I was, what I was trying to do was take a, an episode synopsis from the television show uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> and just replace all of the names with Winchester names. Sure, yeah, I like but, that. But they're very weird and specific, but it's all about battling angels, so I thought I could make it work. Because I heard, I was listening to my, my music on Shuffle on the Way Home today. And an English version of the song from um, that show, the opening song, came on, and I was listening to the lyrics, and I was like, oh, this sounds like fucking Supernatural. Everything that they're describing sounds like Supernatural. I gotta work this into the road so far. Turns out, I can't do it. <laughs> it was too difficult. Yeah, beyond your skills, even. It. it was beyond my skill. I hate to admit it, but it was beyond my skill. <laughs> I can't adapt this shitty anime description yeah. to a show about hunks i don't actually know if it's silly or not i'll probably watch it when it comes on netflix i don't know anything about it i heard they're redubbing it 
I don't know about that. I don't know about that guy. I don't know. You a little worried? A little concerned? I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I mean, I think I just, like a lot of people, are just attached to the original um, voice acting in it. I mean, well, the original English voice acting in it. Because it was on like a, it was on Adult Swim, so I think a lot of people my age just watched it on TV every week. What if they redubbed the English track of the first three Lord of the Ring movies? Just, that would be just, crazy weird. Just re-recorded it with all different actors. So you've got you've got like Gandalf, except now it's uh, it's Patrick Stewart for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. get real fucking weird yeah. with it. That would be incredibly strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would handle that. My dad sent me a Lord of the Rings meme the other day. Oh. It was, um, let's see if I can find it here. I'll just copy it and paste it to you so, you, so I don't have to try to describe a meme verbally. That's, that's bullshit. Mm. <clears throat> the best part about dad sending me memes is that he's definitely screenshotted it from somewhere because I can see his iPhone status bar at the top. It's really good. You must not think this meme is very funny. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm I'm just typing my um. Oh, I'm sorry. Just don't let me get in the way of any of whatever uh, you're doing. Oh, that was you who texted me. I was ignoring my phone. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, fair enough. <laughs> it's pretty good, I guess. So uh, that's Legolas, and that's uh-huh. um, Liv Tyler. That's not Liv Tyler. That's not that's, Liv Tyler? Who is that? That's ridiculous that you would even think that that was her. That is not Arwen, okay? This is from The Hobbit, and I don't know her name, <laughs> but Ar- that's not Arwen, I can assure you. No, they put fucking Legolas and this made-up elf chick into one of the, the Hobbit movies. Well, yeah. And they gave her, like, a romance with one of the dwarves. I don't know. I only saw the first Hobbit. I've seen it three times, and I only Why? kind of liked it the first Why time. Why did you see that extremely I, long you know, movie three times? So I saw it the first time, and I was like, that was fun. I had a good time, because I fucking love The Hobbit. I've read that book a million times. And then I went, and I Steve hadn't seen it yet, and it was still in theaters, and I was like, hey, let's go see it. And by, like, 15 minutes, and as soon as they left The Shire, I think, I have a lot of nostalgia for The Shire, and I, I love it a lot. But as soon as they left there in the movie, I was like, oh, this movie sucks! <laughs> It's not a very good movie. Uh, and then I tried to, when me and Jess watched Lord of the Rings last year, I then tried to go through The Hobbit with her, and we, we could barely finish the first one. It's not good. We watched the... Like, I, I hate saying that, because I have so much, like, like... We watched all the Resident Evil movies. Those are bad movies. But somehow The Hobbit is worse. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> because it's um, because the weird frame rate, number one, it makes everything yeah. look off. Uh, number two... Those movies are extremely long, so like a Resident Evil movie isn't going to top you out at like two and a half, three hours, right? It's like one fifteen yeah, tops. <laughs> perfect. That's a good length for a bad movie. Also, man. it definitely doesn't think that it's anything other than a shitty Resident. And Evil And it's movie. also not like really going, <laughs> like really taking itself seriously. Like it's no, it's, it's just no. it's just there to have a good time, and you're you're in and yeah. you're out. Unlike The Hobbit, um, I watched the first two of those movies and then autumn and i started the third and we got about 20 minutes into it and we looked at each other and i was like you know what i don't i don't know that i've got like two and a half hours of this can we just do any no. anything else no. that's not this and she right. was like yeah we did the same thing like the- this weekend with that um fuck i've already forgotten the chick's name the kira mondo is that her name 
That's not her name. The tidying up chick from Netflix. Um, Marie Kondo. There you go, Marie Kondo. I don't know where is I got that her Kira name? Kondo. From. I mean, her first name is Marie. Yeah. I feel like you could nail that. Yeah, but I got Kondo. I just didn't get the first name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we watched an episode of that. It was just really intensely awkward Super watching awkward. that family like like fight. Did Did you watch the first one? Yeah. Yeah. So like the dude is like, you know, I just get really, I get really frustrated about stuff around the house and, you know, other issues. And then me and Autumn look at each other like, you should discuss the other issues with your wife and not on TV, dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah. those other issues are. Just say it. Just, just say you're having sex problems. <laughs> I mean, like, and then she kept calling him babe constantly. Oh my God. Me and Jess couldn't stop picking up on that. <laughs> like, it's weird. What's going on? Like, that's what Jess and I call each other, but not, not on TV in front of other people. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's, babe, babe, I don't know, babe. Right, I don't, right, babe? I don't know, babe. Right, babe, 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 right? Like, I call Autumn babe all the time, but, like, I don't, it, uh, you know. no, I, Not on TV. Not on TV. <laughs> usually, probably not even in front of other people. Like, I, we kind of reserve pet names for one another yeah. until, you know, I, I'm more likely to call her homie than I am babe in front of uh, anybody at our house. <laughs> but I just call Jess. Uh, Jessica, I usually call her Jessica in front of people. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't, that's not for you. <laughs> But yeah, man, that 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 weird awkwardness between that that couple because there was one point too, um, because obviously like they're 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 battling some like gender stereotype stereotype roles there where he mm-hmm, feels like mm-hmm. you know they both feel guilty for not doing enough and it's because she, you know, she's at the house and he's working all the time and like it, there's at one point where she's kind of dismissive because he she asked Marie Kondo asked him about like how much they work and she's like oh he works mostly. But then three days of the week, I do this. And then he chimes up. He goes, yeah, I work 15 or 60 hours a week and then sometimes on weekends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she doesn't do anything. And she was just kind of trying to brush over. Like, you're, you're a mess. It's fine. You, you're allowed to be a mess. Yeah. But stop pretending. Just don't pretend. Like that, I, these, these fake screen caps that I sent you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this now. What? Oh, yeah. I've, I have seen these. Hold, hold on one second, man. Okay. Hey. Just got on the mic with Chris. If you hear the sound of me chuckling on the mic, it's not in response to you being on the phone. It's me just looking at those pictures and laughing to myself. Sorry about that. It's all good. Um, Autumn got a uh, her manager. Uh, sent her some wrap snacks. Oh, and she's and she's working with him today. And he, she was like, "I forgot to open that box, and I'm afraid he's going to ask me about it. So I need you to go take a picture of these wrap snacks and then send them to me. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send them to you as well because you kind of these are these are look very bad. Wrap snacks. Wow. Wrap snacks. Fascinating. Wrap snacks. Is it, it is this racist? I can't tell. I mean, presumably, if Migos' face on it, Migos is getting paid on it. He signed off on it. Yeah. He signed off on it, right? So I would assume okay. that this is not racist, but... <laughs> Autumn just texted me back, I can't believe I have Migos chips. Yes. Now you get a text her back and say, actually, you don't. No, I, I do. have them. <laughs> Oh, man. Man, oh, man. How was your weekend? It was all right. I had to think for a second. Yeah, it was all right. What did we do? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. 
I bought a, I bought a shirt. I'm wearing it right now. I went to the Gap. I bought a shirt. You know, the last time I bought myself clothes was I don't I don't <laughs> I don't remember. If it's not like a so, weird T-shirt from T Public, it's probably been at least a year. Like, um, yeah, Autumn will just usually regular... just drag me there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Jess will usually get me stuff mm-hmm. like for Christmas or whatever, but I haven't gotten anything new in a while. And we've we're just we're at like a shopping center and um. Just went to a gap. Haven't been in there in a long time. I saw a shirt. I was like, I like that fucking shirt. You know what? It's 40% off. I'm going to buy it. 40% off was still $30, but it was all right. I'm really bad at doing was your weekend? Re- reverse math when people <laughs> tell me that. They're like, it was 40% off and it was $30. And I'm like, so it was $70? Or- no, that doesn't make sense. It so was $50 originally? originally? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't leave the house. <laughs> at all yeah. um i discovered that because i was desperately looking for a pair of jeans today and i couldn't find any uh that uh in the drawer so i was like well i just i just put on a pair on friday and then i took them off friday afternoon and then as i was putting these jeans on i realized my wallet was still in the back pocket from friday oh. <laughs> and that was oh. this morning so i was like oh well i haven't uh. i have not done anything yeah that's the kind of weekend that i personally uh prefer um, I've been stuck between games because I beat I beat Katamari, I beat Mario Odyssey, I beat uh, a JRPG, uh, I beat two JRPGs, and then I beat um, Tetris Effect, which was just me doing every level on every difficulty. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm like burning through games as long as I don't stop and try to like play Skyrim or something like that again. Then I'll be good, and like I'll be able to keep up this pace of actually finishing games that I've bought and, and never played. Because uh, that's my problem, is I always get stuck playing some game, like fucking Minecraft or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I can just put on a podcast and play this for a while and not think about anything. But then I don't play any of these other games. And as soon as I thought, you know, as long as I don't play Skyrim, then I wanted to play Skyrim. Um, so I played the Resident Evil 2 demo, that like 30 minute like, oh, one yeah, shot yeah, demo. Yeah. It was real fucking good. I'm super excited. I, uh, but then, But then, yeah, I played Skyrim. Played for three hours yesterday. And was trying to unlock this certain quest, only to discover after that three-hour period that I had already unlocked that quest. <laughs> I had already, in fact, completed it. So that was uh, uh, that was real dumb of me. Chris, Chris, but I, I, had, I had fun playing it, and I was lis- I was listening to an audiobook while I played. So it was it was a good day. I um I finished Doom. Oh yeah, uh, that was really good. Then I um I played some Sea of Thieves this weekend. I've told you about that before. Uh, oh yeah, me and CJ, we actually <clears throat> because we're adults and because we're grown ass men, we have to like schedule playdates now. So like earlier in the week, I was like, mm-hmm. "Yo, what are you doing on Saturday?" And he's like, "I get off at this time." And I was like, "All right, well, a few minutes after that, let's 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 go steal some shit from some pirates." And then we yeah. uh that was Saturday morning, I think, and uh, live was down. Xbox Live wouldn't work. So like we're DM each other and he's like, I don't see you online. And I'm like, I don't see you online either, but it says that I'm online. And so we just had to scrap that, but we got to play Sunday. Um, we fought a bunch of skeletons. We got murked by a bunch of dudes. Like we had one ship that just kept like trying to chase us and kill us for some reason. I don't know what we did. We didn't have any money. We're broke. We're bro- I mean, like we, we, <laughs> we have nothing. We're just starting out. Um, and then we found a treasure map and then we found five big old treasure chests and we took them all back oh. to the thing. And I, um, I bought a hook for my hand. Fuck yeah, you did. And uh, CJ bought some makeup for his face. And, uh, All right. So, yeah, I I want to get more people playing that game with me, me and CJ, because it's I think it would be even fun if we had a bigger boat and we could do bigger stuff because it's 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 a good time. 
Yeah, I'm always tempted because Steve told me so many exciting stories from his days on the high seas. I told you my story, or the story that he had of uh, the the dude yelling out over the mic. The um, what did he say? Ahoy, mate! Yeah, yeah, the thirteen year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest shit to me. Uh, CJ was telling me that uh, he was watching a video and these guys were <clears throat> role playing the hell out of it. Like, yes, Captain, right away, Captain, and mm-hmm. like kind of. Keeping it completely real, not real, but keeping it completely like, you know, this is a role playing server, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then apparently this, the giant shark that attacked us the last time me and CJ played attacked them. And there's just one guy that was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> just out of nowhere, <laughs> completely breaking the kayfabe. And yeah, <clears throat> I found that very amusing. Yeah, that's great. Um, So I started <clears throat> our, uh, my buddies over at Bonfire Side Chat started back up again covering immortal unchained so uh oh, yeah. since we couldn't play saturday i decided to like make a serious effort at my sniper run in immortal unchained and uh that it's 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 as drastic of a difference as playing like a magic user in dark souls like it's it's that much of a oh, right. way that you, right. it changes the way you approach enemies and encounters and like you're safe because you're really far away but you can only do that so many times because you have limited bullets and uh but i had like fucking amazing luck so you start out the game gives you some starter weapons right like you you would expect um Mm -hmm. and the very first real area the second enemy drops a uh gun a sniper gun a sniper rifle that's three times as powerful as my normal one as the starting one oh shit and i was like well this fucking rules so i didn't even i didn't even progress in the level i picked it up and i went right back to the bonfire (laughs) it's like i'm equipping this motherfucker (laughs) right now uh and then I was I was going for uh, a sniper rifle on a chest in the second area, and I was because that's like there's three there's kind of a progression with sniper rifles. Like there's one that a pretty late game boss drops that's the that's the end all be all, and then there's the one in the middle, and there's the one that I happened to get in the beginning. Um, on my way to the second one, it is a chest guarded by like two really really beefy dudes, and uh, I managed to kill the beefy dudes, and one of them drops the sniper rifle that I was going to pick up in the chest. So then I had, oh, then I had oh, two of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that worked out really well. And uh, I upgraded those and I've just been kind of plowing through stuff with snipers. It's, it's, it's a totally different style of play, but it's, uh, it's really fun. It's really like, it's, I don't know, man, it's just, that game is fun. I feel like I should play it sooner than later. I mean, I never had any intention to play it, but I, I know it's going to be, I, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna turn into something like this is gonna be a cult classic that then spawns its next series like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, whatever. Um, yeah, next up is Dark be, Unchained, and then it'll yeah, and then it'll I'll be Blood be, Unchained. <laughs> I'll be missing out if I don't play it now. I'll be a poser when I play it later. I'm telling you, man, you'll be like one of those assholes that played Demon Souls in 2012, like me. <laughs> That's what I, I tried to play Demon Souls what like a year and a half ago. And it didn't go well. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a rough game. <laughs> like it's. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll just cheat. I'll do that, like whatever weird menu thing to like glitch my stats up. Sure. Um, and then I still like, I just was bad at the game. I mean, I'm always, I've always been bad at Dark Souls, but I manage it well enough, so it's okay. But Demon Souls, I just couldn't get the hang of. Demon Souls is the out of the five like series out of the five games is probably the easiest to. Uh, Demons and Dark, I think, are both good at this. Just get completely overpowered pretty early on, if you know what mm-hmm. you're doing. But if you if you don't have those strats in mind, like if you aren't going in and thinking to yourself, I'm going to go get this weapon and I'm going to raise these stats or, or whatever, I think that Demons is probably one of the harder games. Uh, that Just the limited health items, the the oppressive darkness, like the enemies yeah. are just enough different from, like if you're coming from Dark Souls Bloodborne, that it's probably going to really confuse you. 
it's it can be it can be real rough and there's it's very unforgiving and some like the quality of life stuff there isn't really there like uh like it is with dark souls and especially right. like bloodborne or dark souls 3 so i first played demon souls i think before three came out mm-hmm. so i didn't play it for very long because i was like oh i, I just you know i want to get want get a little taste and i remember going through the first area to the boss is that the phalanx is that the first mm-hmm. boss mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I was so I went through the tutorial area. I I don't fucking remember the tutorial area. I went through the whole first area in one go without dying. Beat the boss. Went back to the nexus or whatever it is, and was feeling like a fucking champ. And then I didn't really know where to go from there, so I put the game down. And then whatever came out, Dark Souls three came out, and then I just didn't go back until forever. When I went back, I started a new game and just got fucking owned <laughs> everywhere I went. And all I could remember was how much ass I had kicked the first time, which I guess I was just under some sort of spell in that window, because that was right before I played Dark Souls 3, and then I walked through Dark Souls 3, and I never died, ever. I beat all the bosses in, like, one or two shots, and then that was it. Now, when I go back and play Dark Souls 3, I fucking, I can't do anything. I suck. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know what, what was going on with me in that period of time, but I was very good at video games for, like, a, a week and a half. Man, I um, I I had a lot of problems with demons, and I walked into it like thinking that I was big shit on Turd Mountain, right? Like I thought it was like I just I just I have like hundreds of hours into Dark Souls. This is gonna be a fucking breeze, and just brutally died over and over and over again. I eventually got through it. Um, there was one section towards the end where two dragons are guarding one of the final bosses, and I, I had to call in some help for that. I had a friend come in, and like they had this. The, the best bow in the game, the lava bow, and they just like executed those two dragons for me. It was like, all right, see you later. And I was like, thanks, guy. Bye. <laughs> like, I didn't even bring him into the, the boss fight with bow. me. Um, <clears throat> I wish I remembered who that was now so I could call him out, but I, I don't, I don't have any idea. <laughs> uh, but other than that, man, we've just been watching a bunch of Game of Thrones. We, uh, mm-hmm. we just, we just chewed through all of season six, I think, or most of season six and popped into season seven. So now we have like five episodes left, maybe. And then the, they just started teasing the new season last night, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, this weekend, I tried to get Jess to get back on the train, because we're on season five, and the beginning of season five is kind of boring. Um, it's just like Tyrion on the ship. Yeah. And other things that I don't remember, because like the end of season four was so climactic that coming into season five, you're like, oh, oh, word, okay, you know, that's that's cool, especially if you're not like fully hardcore invested in it um so we we fell off of it and and then that teaser came out sunday night so jess wasn't with me last night she went back home and uh i said that to her at like 11 they were at the same time i said it to you like 11 30 at night i said it to jess and she was like oh fuck all right yeah well, <laughs> let's start watching it again now yeah i think um, it's like spoilers for people who are alive in this yeah, trailer the, yeah but, the, uh, these three people have not died yet um yeah i'd like I feel like the series definitely starts to fall off a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and at at the end of season six and throughout most all of season seven, um, all of like the world building that they did to like create this massive world that it's difficult to move through. Like you remember, like season one, it takes them like three episodes to get from uh, Winterfell to King's Landing. Right, oh, yeah. like it takes a long time for that to happen, and then by the time like season seven comes around, like a dude is basically like, "Oh, I'm gonna." 
I'm, I'm going to go from Winterfell to Dragonstone. And then like the next mm-hmm. episode, hi guys, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> no time Which is it fast. Feels, <laughs> it feels like that journey would be pretty big. It feels like, like, it'd a, be like a big, complicated. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that this, the, the episode is still structured. So you think that stuff is happening back to back. So either you have to believe that this dude basically teleported across the continent or that you know, there are weeks of trivial bullshit that people are putting up with, and then there's like one conversation that's very important between two people, and yeah. then it goes into weeks of unimportant bullshit again. Just, just Jon Snow camping in the woods, burying his shit because you know, yeah, that's what he does, he's just gonna do it. Doesn't want to attract the bears. But at the at the same time, I don't, I don't really care. Like I'm not. Right. It, it, it's so much fun seeing the characters that they're putting together, put together, and it's someone that did spent like a lot of time on conspiracy theory game of thrones forms trying to figure out who john oh, yeah. snow's mom was uh it was it's nice to see all that stuff like kind of come to light the one thing that i really miss about early game of thrones was i used to i guess i i've talked about going to conventions and stuff before that we be in a hotel with a bunch of people at some like party with a bunch of nerds people are drunk and then there's always the corner of people who have read all the books so they're ahead of the show and they've uh surrogated themselves uh segregated themselves i guess surrogated that's not a word so that they could talk game of thrones spoilers yep. and i would always get into that group and just be we just be talking some fucking what do you think this is gonna happen here and that doesn't happen as much now because nobody fucking knows but there's i mean there's still some of that but um i miss i miss those days yeah i uh it was it's a lot of fun like when i was at the the height of my game of thrones reading the books like my dad was reading them at the same time so it was a constant conversation of who do you think this is and can you believe this and it was was a bunch of that but now the books have lagged and the show is so far beyond where even the books have even fainted at being and the books are fucking boring like i think about reading the last (laughs) book i'm like oh god kill me yeah um so i you know i'm just i'm just here for the show now and they're talking about doing a prequel and I'm okay with that. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. like a show with similar production values, but with tells, telling different stories that, you know, maybe sets up some stuff. I'd be here for that. Like, you know, give me, give me some, give me a fucking insane dude that has control of dragons. I'm into that. Yeah. Give me, give me fantasy that doesn't suck production value wise. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. That's all I ask for. I don't even care if it's good. <laughs> it just, I just don't, I just don't want it to suck. Oh man. That Witcher series. I'm just, I worry about that. They spent all of that money it's on Henry, Henry Cavill and then it's just going to be a, just a, a, a shit show from now. Therefore that and fucking young Aragorn. It could be oh, two yeah. big old. Have they, uh, have they cast that yet? Is that not that I'm aware of? Not publicly. Um, it better be somebody fucking cool though. And by that, I mean, it better be me. Everything we know about the Amazon's Lord of the Rings series so far. My dream for that show is pictures of Middle Earth through the eyes of Aragorn, where it's not about him because he's not the main character of Lord of the Rings, and that's why he's like the best character in Lord of the Rings because he's it's not fully focused on him, um, and it makes his shit work so much better. If we just get to see the world through him traveling from place to place, because that's what he did for so many years, which is travel across the land. Uh, I would just love to see him interacting with different groups in different towns, different monsters, different dark forces, whatever. But it's m- almost like Monster of the Week stuff, but through Aragorn. I can, finding get, I can little... get behind Lord of the Rings Monster of the Week. Like, not the podcast, obviously, that's, but yeah. just like Aragorn like, having to track. We're talking about the Witcher. This is what we're talking about. We're right, talking about the right. Witcher. And but Lord like, of the I, don't, I don't need him to, to go in and be the big badass hero. Almost like these episodes of Cowboy Bebop that we've had, mm-hmm. where it's like, Spike is there. But well, Spike usually karate's somebody at some point. But where he's not the driving force of the action, he's just present for it. 
Uh, and I think that that would be like a really cool way to give like a, an illustrated vision of Middle Earth, which so many people probably want to see because it's such a vast world. But they wouldn't have to do anything crazy where like he's always reforging the sword or whatever, which because I mean, that already obviously doesn't happen until I don't know, the Fellowship of the Ring. But um, when yeah, I, I don't. When I looked up, I don't have high hopes. But when I looked up this article about what we know in <clears throat> Amazon's Lord of the Rings, there's a uh, a tweet from theonering.net. Can I read this yeah, quote to yep. you? They got some. They got some solid info on there. Uh, firstly, we must stamp out any remaining confusion. From the press release, we know this so-called hashtag LO2R series will not be a retelling of the events of the War of the Ring. Hashtag been there, done that. Instead, it will be <laughs> appendices based and cover a lot of time and history. I love I love this for a lot, not only for hashtag LOTR and hashtag been there, done that, uh, yeah. but also this so-called Lord of the Ring series. No, no, it is the Lord of the Ring yeah. series. They, they've got that. Like they wouldn't be called Amazon's not going to fuck maybe that they're up. Being, maybe they're being snooty because it takes place outside of the timeline of the three Lord of, of the, the Rings majors. novels. Yeah. It's actually more of a Middle Earth television show, not really a Lord of the Rings. That's like, you know, it's sort of like calling a song of ice and fire game of thrones. <laughs> Uh, I hate snooty people. <laughs> That's how me and Steve talk to each other every morning in the car. <laughs> well, actually, um, um, if you don't spec like, like we'll have like a serious conversation, but we're just doing that voice. Oh, that's really funny. Do you want to? Do you want to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do the podcast. I think that's probably we've a straight, good time to straight far field. Yeah. Um, we need to remember to thank Heather for the intro. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was waiting for you, and so I was uh, creating a new template file, and uh, so that when I record, I can just have all those all the files that I need right there. And uh, I was like, "Huh, let me play around with this weird voice changing software that I I bought way back when." And so I just like did a death metal version of her cover, <laughs> <laughs> like so I've got like five different versions, <laughs> and I sent them to her, and I was like, "I made all of these. I don't know why. Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> Kicks and the angels got a call. Rest in peace.